Study, study, study. Homework, homework, homework. We <laughs> <laughs> have a lot of great things that's going on. The women of the world. We have our first. We would, you know, um, a lot of you guys don't know. We started a prayer meeting. The women of the world power of prayer. We started September the first. We went to November the thirtieth because we want God to a hundred of our men and women back into the community. And since we started praying September 1st, the first person that came home or was released on parole after 46 years now is Mr. Anthony Grace from Sing Sing Correctional Facility. And he is he was on the show last time and he is a little nervous, but an amazing gentleman. Um, we get a lot of back stuff from New York, but we don't care because we are, and you know, at his side, and we're going to be um, meeting up with him. He gets out on October the 18th, and the women of the world will be there to escort him to his next location because he's coming home back into the world. So we're glad that our prayers and you know we helping him out with that. And um, Wilfredo has been a great, tremendous help with. You know, um, trying to coordinate everything to let us know what goes on because we are all new to this process and we were nervous because, um, unfortunately, we missed the planes when he was in his 20s because he has been down since um, 1976. 1976. Um, 1976, he, um, he actually murdered a police officer. Um, but he paid his debt to society and he is coming out to be in the free world and we're happy about that. And we all were able to, um, Teresa Toussaint asked one of the um, organizations out in Long Island to help with clothes and different things of that nature to help him because he really has no family, he has no nobody. So we helped him, he has his, he has his parole clothes he has, you know, everything, you know, a little, just a little care package, but Wilfredo was stepping in 
the Women of the World will be there on the 18th. We'll be live on the radio that day as well. Um, unfortunately, I can't be there in person, but I will be there afterward. And uh, Carmen, Tammy, and Ebony will be going to get him. KP2 Rides, how are you, my love? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you all? I'm sorry. I, hope you got your, I hope you got your book so we can find out about your book. And how's your dad? KB2 Wright is one of our co-hosts out at ATL. She has been with us at the beginning of the show since we started. We love her. And eventually, either we're going to go there one show or she's going to come here one show. We're going to be together soon. I'm going to come here. How you doing, though? I'm great. I heard you going to South Africa. I want to go. <laughs> yeah, um, we've been praying hard. Mark, we've been praying hard. Um, so Anthony Blanks, he's been down for 76 years. He's coming home the 18th, and we are really excited about that. Something was jumping. Oh, no, that's the music. I'm oh, okay. <laughs> so, so, um, yeah, so we're happy about that. Uh, also, we have another gentleman that got out from Sing Sing. His name is Michael Hall. He'll be calling in today at about 6.30 so we can interview him live and you can ask him questions too. But um, I also wanted to know how things going with your dad. Can you tell the people where your father is incarcerated at and a little bit of, you know, what's going on with him? Okay. Probably I can't hear you, Mark. We hear. No, she's unmuted. Hello. Yeah. Can you hear me? Now we hear you. Yes, I, I was saying I'm um in the woods. <laughs> oh, okay. Georgia. So he is um straight out of confinement, two days out of confinement, and he's in South Florida. Okay, so he's back in general population. Yes, he um went back two days ago. Did you? Are you able to speak to him? No, not yet. I was able to connect with him, but not able to speak to him directly. Okay, and how's he doing? How long has your father been incarcerated for? Thirty. Let me see. Oh. I gotta I go off my age. So thirty. <laughs> Thirty-two years. Wow, wow! And is it a possibility for him to come home? How can we help with the fight with that? Um, he comes home two thousand sixty-four. <laughs> so I guess well, well he's he, 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 he keeps trying to go up for parole, but. Um, every time it's time for him to go up for parole, they cancel the trial. So I don't, I don't, I don't. Well, you gotta give me your dad's name so we can definitely add him to our prayer line. Cause we've been praying every day from five a.m. at five a.m. in the morning, and it, we started September the first, and we're going to November thirtieth. But we are gonna put him on the prayer line because God answers prayers all around. So we need him. Oh, yes, I see y'all every morning. 
You be on? When I wake up, I see y'all. I see y'all on there praying when I wake up. So keep it up. Okay, okay. okay. I don't even know you be on. Yes. I can see it. It comes on my Facebook. We address the backlash yes. that's happened over this past week with Anthony Blake's uh, blanks being returned to society yeah. um, on Tuesday. So my thing is, is that um, this isn't the first person that has uh, committed murder and is being allowed to come home that repaid his debt to society, much less the, uh, the unfortunate tragedy of a police officer dying in the line of duty. So what I just like to say for this is that um, for a lot of the women here and a lot of the people that have loved ones behind the wall, don't be too worried about it. You can't please everybody all of the time. This man has been incarcerated since the year I was born, 1976. I think that's enough time. He wasn't sentenced to 46 years to life. He was sentenced to 25 years to life. So my thing is, is that he's repaid his debt to society. It's going to be an arduous process for him to come home and assimilate after being gone almost four decades completely. But the thing about it is, is the support by the women of the wall, as well as myself and other organizations like the rap campaign and them pushing the issue of elder parole, as well as the fan Tommy um, bill that has come out that you need to start looking at other things besides the nature of the crime and start looking at their programming and what they've gone to invest in their rehabilitation. That's something that's come up. And um, also to another topic that me and Pammy were talking about has come up is uh, a lot of teens being sentenced excessively yeah. um, during their time. And the research is clear that the front cortex isn't fully developed at the time until about the age of 25, that there is a lot of more impulsive behavior. So now um, ju juveniles are starting to be um, viewed on a case-by-case -case basis in order to be let home because these 16, 18, and 19-year-olds are now 47, 49, 50-year-old men that have already been invested, uh, invested in the habilitative process. 
So what we have to understand now is that this is going to be a very time sensitive or emotional sensitive time right now, especially with this being election year, where people are going to want to draw their line in the sand or want to chisel in the stone. Or being out, or a lot of Republicans talking about parole reform, or a lot of bail reform. So we have to just understand that these particular things, everybody's not going to be pleased at everything all the time. But um, one thing that I want everyone to understand is the humanistic component behind it. As well as the tragedy of victims that happen, there's also the tragedy of people losing 46 years of his life. So I just want to make sure we're clear that. Um, you know, you don't know the individual, and you're not the same person when you go into prison as your 20s, going into your 30s, and going into your 40s, and for Mr. Blanks, going into his 70s. Yes. So I just feel that we need to go ahead and have a, a, a closer look at what's going on, and you happen to be able to reach out to your local politicians, and maybe we'll understand that they have to start looking at a lot of atrocities that have been going on in the Black and Brown community that government institutions have failed this community long before Mr. Blanks decided to commit his crime in 1976. Yeah. So, so we take a long look at that and peel back a lot of the layers of those socioeconomic conditions that are enraptured within the black and brown communities now. I think everyone needs to slow down with a lot of this protest or a lot of this storming um, the, the city hall because we're talking about large Mont New York. Yes. And Large I want to be I want to be honest. Largemont, New York is old money. Yes. It's really Republican money. Yes. And you don't have a lot of crime in Largemont. Yeah. You don't have a lot of trash on the floor in Largemont. Yeah. But my thing about it is where I'm from, Webster Avenue in the Bronx, there's a lot of trash on the floor. Yeah. There's still a lot of horse shit that's on the floor when the officers go by with their horses in the okay. parks and Claymore Park. Yes, right. So when we want to talk about certain things that are being tolerated in the black and brown community, I want to make sure we understand that before Largemont decides that they want to be in this particular fight to realize that there's a lot of socioeconomic conditions and a lot of government that's failed us for generations since Mr. Blank has been in prison. That was very well said. <laughs> I was freaking out when it first happened. But um, that's so true. And um, a lot of people, okay, and we're not saying that the family should not feel taken back because they did lose a loved one. Correct. But I'm saying, let's just look at the whole picture. Like, he served for a decade. What, like, I don't know what else can he do to, you know, say he's humble, he's apologized, he's apologetic. But um, if you want to talk to any of us about this, or you have anything um, you would like to say, please call us in at 914-317-5250. And we will definitely, you know, put you on the radio live that asks us questions. If you have anything you want to say to one of us, to Tammy, to Carmen, to Wilfredo, myself, or to KP2 Rights, or to Miss Tanisha that's on Zoom as well, please call in and have us state your name. Tell us, you know, what you feel about what we're talking about. If you have thoughts or emotions about prison reform, just call us, 914-317-5250. We are here until 8 o'clock. Um, and also, you can just hit us up on our the World Magazine page. 
um, thewarfmagazine.org. You can follow us because Wilfredo is our trustee social media, great person that um, handles our social media and things of that nature. But um, yeah, Mr. Blanks is very humbled and he thanks all of us for stepping up and being a part of now his life, his family. Mm -hmm. um, also, we are the Women of the War are hosting his first Thanksgiving gala in his honor. So if you want to be a part of that or any donations, you want to donate a play or anything, just let us know. You can send me a message on the webpage, which is thewarmagazine.org, or you can call me at 914-317-5250 and tell us you got a donation or you would like to be a part of it because Mr. Planks will have a great Thanksgiving this year. And, you know, I'm really excited to be a part of that with him. Um, anybody has anything they want to uh, talk about or say before we go to the next one? Okay, so something to bring up, yeah. um, which is something else that I like to also bring up is this packaging. Yeah. So now, um, and I'm sure this affects a lot of the women because now with you having to use a lot of the prison vendors, the prison industrial complexes and also to you can't use cans as a means to come in which is kind of a way to also preserve the amount of things that are involved with sending to your loved ones that um david workman as well as um salazar that are part of candy and they're part of the corrections committee are planning to host um a presser and a rally soon that should be coming in at the end of the month or beginning of next month where they're going to go hold a Holcomb and Anushi speak to the fire and show any data because the data is very clear that the support that you provide is very integral to the reentry process. But what they're not showing is now since May 5th, since the package ban has happened now, and it's gone for a period of 90 to 120 days in the, in the Wendy Hub, that the violence has gone down or that the contraband is gone. So this is all a tactic of the prison violence task force to basically say that because we can no longer weaponize solitary confinement and we just can't go ahead and take a loved one and put them in a the box for one year, two years, three years, or four years, then now what we're gonna do is we're gonna start to take packages and we're gonna start to take cans. So we're gonna start making living accommodations very uneasy and already in a toxic environment. So that's something to take a look at because um, they like to always superimpose contraband. Well, you know, you could say if you accidentally drop a cell phone wire inside of the box, they can say the cell phone wire is contraband. But they're not saying what level of contraband, whether it's a level one, whether it's a level two, or whether it's a level three form of contraband. Whether we're talking about drugs or whether we're talking about weapons or we're talking about firearms. So I feel sometimes just leaving it under this ambiguous word contraband, you don't really know what's going on. So I feel a lot of times what I like to magnify is the trauma that it puts on all of you. Forget the trauma that we already do in prison. A lot of us are not in prison just for stealing persons. So a lot of times we have to hold ourselves accountable for being in our own mess, even before we met all of them. But the thing about it is now is that you have a set of traumas because you have to now provide financially for the primary domicile where you reside, and now the secondary domicile where your husband resides. So now that's another water burden. That's more stress. Now you have to get online and you have to make sure the package is correct. You have to make sure 
that you're paying the right amount of shipping and make sure it's 35. So make sure that a certain amount of packages are sent, that they don't send four different packages that have five pounds, five pounds, five pounds, and the last one has 25 pounds and you only get a 15 pound package. So Docs has to kind of bring themselves in this draconian, antiquated way of doing things and they have to step into the modern era. Because if they're asking you to step into the modern era, be vaccinated. Make sure you have to wear a mask if you have to wear it. Make sure you don't have monkeypox. Make sure you don't have symptoms when you come in. But you're updating on normal vaccination processes that are with the 21st century or with 2022. But you still are worried about kings. There's going to be weapons fashion. There's going to be violence in prison since as long as I can remember since the attic arrives. So now all of a sudden you want to nitpick on what particular things are allowed and not allowed because the Correctional Association and their union, along with the Prison Violence Task Force, feels that they're losing control. Honestly, you never had control. You think you have control because you infant control instruction, but you don't have control because men and women run the daily operations in correctional facilities since the 70s. We make all the meals. We make, we hand out all the clothes. We hand out all the commissary. We do all the blood spills. We give everything out. If we don't come out of our cell, you have to pay more people to run the prison. You have to pay more people to now run the prison. Well, you charge us slave wages and you probably give us about the majority of average pay is about $6 every two weeks. A box of chicken on commissary costs $9. No, 15 now. A garlic powder costs a dollar that I can buy in the supermarket for 50 cents. So there's price gouging going on. Beefy, one of the major no frills that has been in the hood and associated and met food, I'm telling my age, and Price King, and all this time, and all this time, lived off the blood, sweat, and tears of the black and brown. And now they do it every single time when they're vendors for commissary. And now these are vendors that have the majority of the products that you all buy now and give to your lovers. There's no fresh produce. No. There's barely enough nutrition in what you're sending. Everything's high in starch. Everything's already made in a pouch. Mm -hmm. So the one time that you can send a can of mixed vegetables in and he can rinse out the little salt that was part of that that's more substance than anything that's probably on one of those catalogs that Keithy provides. Not only that, a lot of people can't use their EBT services that they get from the government because they don't have any money to get the loved ones food. Pretty soon they're going to be stealing food and they're going to be more fights. They're going to be on the yeah, exactly. Well, well, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna push back against that narrative because there's not going to be no fights because nobody's going to have enough strength to fight. Because they're going to be hungry, they can't eat. Because I'll be honest with you, right? And I'm going to say, what's the favorite thing you probably drink in the morning before you walk out? Coffee. No, you coffee, me tea. Okay, you tea. All right. So you tea. So what kind of tea? What's your favorite tea? My favorite tea is peppermint. Okay, peppermint tea. Mm -hmm. So right now, I want you to think about this when you think about somebody not having something in prison. So right now, we're going to we're gonna say that this particular peppermint candy is peppermint tea. Right. So now somebody, for no reason whatsoever, is going to say, for the next 120 days, you can't have peppermint seed. Oh, 
Don't ask me about it. Don't talk to me about it. Don't say anything about it. You go find yourself something else. But peppermint seed is not going to be the thing you have. No, 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 no. We cannot have a conversation about that. Okay. So my thing is, is what, what I want you to realize the, the, you see how you went from decibel one to decibel four? Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, Over I, peppermint tea. Over this. peppermint tea. I am not functional without my tea. Without my tea, I cannot function. You're not going to get the good side of me. You're going to get what? Who you talking to like that? That's the attitude I'm going to have because I haven't had my tea. So I clearly understand because right now, everything, all the vendors are high. All the vendors are high, so you could buy like two or three products. It's already. I haven't even looked at it. I just, I, I'm not even gonna lie. Ever since August the 15th was the last day of the packages, we all did that. I have not even. I said, look here. You gonna have to choose. You gonna have to send me the product. I'm gonna send me the product. You gonna get it yourself? Because I got it. I got it. I so all right. All right, so I'm gonna push back on both of y'all. I'm gonna push back on both of y'all. Okay. My whole time in prison, one thing that I loved to do was cook for everybody on Thanksgiving. Okay. I felt everybody could go get whatever they was going to get for their peoples, mm -hmm. whether it be the boneless turkey that was a little three-pound turkey that came in, yes. whether it was a sliced turkey that had the gravy on it, yes. whether somebody got the cranberry sauce and the can, the ocean spray, yes. whether somebody got the stuffing. It didn't matter to me on Thanksgiving. If I had to stay in my cell all day, I cook for about 12 hours. Yes. And what I would do is I would keep one bowl on the side for someone that I know that was going to the mess hall to eat that dried-ass sliced turkey and they could keep the bowl. I'd buy an extra bowl before the store, because right. that was my way to give back. Okay. Because in, in, in behind the wall, food brings community. Okay. So just like um, you sit here, Tupac say his mom made miracles on Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. Or a lot of times when you talked about with EBT, mm -hmm. when we was really down and out back in the day when there was free lunch, and Saturdays we would go get that free lunch. That's mm -hmm. when the real community was community, right. because we had to do a lot more with a lot less. So in prison, we do a lot more with less, 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 less. So my thing is here now is two people that unconditionally love their, their loved ones, their husbands. Now all of a sudden they can't give them the substance that they're giving them at this particular time. So now all of a sudden Thanksgiving becomes a little more dreary. Now all of a sudden it becomes a little more there we say sad. So now sacrifice for that because I'm gonna I would have to order. I don't want to do it on a regular basis, but Thanksgiving. Okay. They gave me miserable in there, so I would go to Emma's. That's only you know vend I know of. I did price some things on there. Everything is not expensive, but somebody told him that you could use EBT. He tells me to find them. You know, find somebody who has them, use them. If you have them, use them. If not, he don't want me to pay for them because he feels that like he can use the money for something else. But that's everyone's different. But right now he's sick. So, so I can't yeah, call him up. You know, I can give him what he needs mm -hmm. to make what he needs to get better. Now nobody got garlic. Nobody has the things lemon. Nobody has the well, why does the why does nobody have it? The reason why nobody has it is not only that, I want to be clear, not only that, docs when they provided this memo said they will clean commissary up. There will be fresh produce. There will be some hydrogen. And this is why, and this is why, 
docs and government feet to the fire. If there is no doubt that you can say that the violence has gone down and the contraband is gone, and, and I believe if Donald Trump can make freight news, the Department of Corrections can make freight news. They don't be stopped as much as they should. They have to stop. But they What if your husband say the two things that they first enrolled with vegetation on commentary? What would it suit? And I know the suit, and I have the commentary sheet at home. Uh, it was celery and it was carrots. That's it. Now, for myself, if I eat how to eat the how to live, we can't ingest or digest those particular forms of vegetation because our stomachs and our digestive system can't handle it all the time. So here we are now. Docs have said whatever smoke and mirrors they want to say. Oh, don't worry about it. We're going to get the good cleanup commissary. We're going to get the vegetation. They haven't done that. What no. they've done is they did that to pacify right. because what happened in 2018 was is a lot of prison advocacy groups and non-for-profits jumped on Cuomo's back and said, hold up, you're allowing price gouging inside? All of a sudden, you're allowing them to go by? There hasn't been a significant increase in wages since about the early 80s. So here you are, your husband trying to program your husband's trying to do his mandatory program so you can get your FRP, the privilege known as the FRP program. It's a right to have the program up for the privilege to participate. So you, your husband has to go through all these systems of checks and balances, good behavior. He has to make sure he programs and has double moms. He has to make sure that he has to walk a tightrope, not only for himself anymore, but for Peppermint Lady over <laughs> so now all of a sudden now so now all of a sudden here we are here we are now and he can't get what he regularly gets to jail and I want everyone to understand jailing is very important because it keeps the order in operations mentally of what we go through to endure through the Department of Corrections so when they talk about routine or they talk about bid or they talk about jailing and I did 20 years of jailing Jailing is having all the amenities I need so I don't have to bust me a dude in the head because I'm having a bad day. So now all of a sudden, if he busts somebody in the head, that trailer that went out the window. Yeah. Now he's in a box and he has to call you maybe every other. See, these guys get the cute part of the box. Solid semi-confinement. There wasn't no phone for me when I was going to the box. Yeah. There wasn't no extra privileges that psychological data has shown that I was inside my cell for a 90-day period, which was 79 with an 11-day time cut. Hold on. And all of a sudden now, I can call my lovers. You know what I had to do? Monday's mail, I got it Wednesday. Tuesday's mail, I got it Friday. And then Wednesday's mail, I got it Saturday. I had to stay on a feeder slot hoping someone would write me. But these guys now, but hold on, hold on, hold up. And I'm definitely pushing back. Everybody gets the phone when you're long-term, when you're long-term keep out. If you're a period of confinement over 30 days, everybody's allowed to lose the phone three times a day. Because that's where most of the fight started, because everybody was being ushered while we were locked in for the fights. When COVID happened, I went from five building back to eight blocks, to to, to B block. A block, excuse me. So my thing is, every time an escort, a key block officer brought guys down, that's where all the fights happen. Fights don't happen in the mess hall during COVID. They happen during key block rec or key block phone. So my thing is, is a lot of these guys now get the soft way, what I call a key block. And when you're lost, you still get these. Yes. I mean, and, and, and that's what makes me laugh sometimes. 
They was yes. on the flight when they was like, Corey was on. First of all, I know because I saw, saw some of the stuff that he's done because I know he's about to go do some other things. Mm -hmm. But he was in the whole like him for two years straight. No phone, no nothing. They learned how to know because a lot of the things, it's going to blow your mind when you, when you go to FR 50s and certain things. These people are smart. Like they are intelligent, highly intelligent for the things that they come through. Come they Change their electronic people. Okay. And the reason why you need it for everybody, because they won't let it. No, stop that. If you keep pressing the button on a remote, the, the, the up and down, the up and down, what happens? The button goes. So then all of a sudden he says, Babe, I need a $147 from the telephone. So to avoid that, you put all the stress on the clicker, and that way you can salvage the telephone. So the Department of Corrections is not looking at it as because they want the money from Jack and Marcus or from Commissary to selling the new TV because then after they could break up the money amongst themselves and they can utilize it for oh, something. How about the click? How about the click? When's the last time you had a tour? I'm about to put you up on one radio. First thing, it's September 29th. So, it's September 29th. What's today? He ain't got that much time. So, all of a sudden, Docs doesn't, is the only one that makes money on that, right? You know that, right? No, I know. But they never fix the machine. Hold on, hold on. So, who makes the money? They make the money, but they never fix the hold machine. Hold on. That's not who only makes the money. The prison or that organization. That runs that organization app gets 80% of that money. Of what money? Of the that? money that goes to the photos. Who do you right. think gives out the book bags? Who do you think gives out the mother's you acres? Guys, right? No, 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 no. That's us, but prisoners right. from the MA organization. Right. And I hate to use the word MA, but they still call it MA organization. Yeah, that's so what happens is that money is accumulated in Sensing, which is the most unique place in the world, is that. We control that occupational therapy fund and we decide where that money goes to. Okay. But the facility gets 20%. So why would they fix something that they're not getting the lion's share for? You see, the vending machines is fixed. Yes. We only get money because of the five cent refund. We don't get money on any of oh, those. Oh, those nickels. That's why that's we ours. Oh, that's a now for now. That's ours. The five cent donation is ours. The five cent donation on the five cent deposit that goes to us. So now we're going to get some. That goes to us. The vendor that comes in and fills the machine, they give a portion of that proceeds to docs. When it comes to the five cent refund, and when it comes to the photo, that money goes to inmate organizations. And what we do, when I was there, when we had the cojones to stand up to administration, I like Jeff Velez and the rest of them that there now, we did book bag giveaways. We did the Mother's Day thing. We did the fall of their giveaways. No, no, what I'm saying is, is that they used to because, see, one thing about I want you to understand and what I hated that Superintendent Capper did was he decided to get away of a lot of us and he spread us all the mediums. 
culture eats strategy for breakfast. When you have a culture set in place of habilitative practices and give it back to the families, no matter what, by hook or crook, we make sure everybody got what they need. Whether it been the Latinos, whether it been CAU, whether it been African American studies, whether it was the Quakers, whether it was the American Indians, we all chipped in to make sure we had. But what the superintendent did for policy, he got rid of us by saying, oh, five years or less, you have to go to a meeting. So we weren't able to train the people that we have behind us in necessary positions in order to make sure to keep that culture going. That's why Sing Sing got flushed down the so. It wasn't because COVID. What happened was everybody went home. Everybody went home. The Lawrence Bartleys, the Jermaine Archers, myself, the Kiata Hughes, all those guys that had those cultures in place. What happened was they moved away from those organizations and they ended up going to mediums or going to parole boards and going home. But no five cents. That goes to up. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know. Now I know. Now I know. Now I know. Because I never knew that. But I'm going to make sure that now we're going to, yeah, I had no idea that that was happening. The pictures, the majority of that goes to the organization. I had no idea. Now that's why, what's his name he did all the time? He don't be a fat. No, he was there just the other day when I was there. When? No, he wasn't there Saturday. When I went for my photos, after I after Martin's birthday, he was there consistently. I don't know. I don't know that. I don't, well, he wasn't there Saturday. Oh, yeah, good. Thank but the Saturdays, well, I'm sorry. By the time we visited before then, he was there. <laughs> I got to say, I'm going to leave it alone. I'm going to leave it alone. Uh, CC Collection, what is it? CC Collection. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm saying, I am a card carrier. I love the wall. And this will always be, this will always be home. But I mean, I am not the, you know, I'm not the CEO, but I'm also a client. I mean, they looked out for me when I came out when I was at the hospital. But anyway, we can move on from that. We can move on from that. Because that's the size of the that's like walking into an Osborne office and then you're using the word using the word excellence. That's like a four letter word in an Osborne office. I'm sorry, don't disrespect. I'm just absolutely. It's me. It's that's Oh, well, watch them all. Don't gotta pull out the nine. You ain't gotta pull out the nine. You ain't gotta be playing nothing. You ain't gotta be playing nothing. I hear you with my my Puerto Rican. You don't have to hear me with nothing. You ain't gotta hit the side of the table with that. Yeah, you are that. That was <laughs> well. Right now, I'm gonna bring up. We have um, we have someone. Um, one of the gentlemen that was um recently released um from below from Saint Saint. He's um in Niagara Falls. All that. I'm gonna bring him up now. He told me to introduce him at all that because that's his name on the inside. And all that. I'm gonna put you on now. Hi, all that. How are you? Yes, I'm here to say that I'm feeling good. I'm fine. So how is how long have you been home right now? Oh man, I've been home two weeks right now. Two weeks is critical. All right, and how long did you serve in Sing Sing? Right now, I was in Sing Sing for five years. Okay, so you're home, and how is it like? You know, how was it during COVID? Like, you know, how was it when you you went to the parole board? Like, 
tell us a little bit about your experience on the inside of Sing Sing. Um, we have Wilfredo here. He has he's been out for 16 months now. He's doing his thing. He um is a part of the War Magazine, he's part of the radio show. But just tell us a little bit about yourself. How how your wife helped you get through this hump? Because a lot of people don't think that family, you know, is important when you guys are down. So just give us a little bit. How how how's everything going for you? All right, first and foremost, let me send a donor shout out to Spain. You know my brother Corey. Give me the opportunity to speak to the people and let the people know what's going on with Christmas. Second, let me say this: I did 28 years first. I, I came home August. Uh, 2017. Then I just now did five more, five more years in prison. We came home right now two weeks ago. I would like to say that prison is a serious experience. I know it's not meant to be easy for people. It's a, it's a place for punishment. But however, I believe the way that it's done and functioning, it's not giving the individuals in there an opportunity to grow. It's, it's stagnating you. It's oppressing you, and it's putting you in a position that. Stuff in in the nineteen seventy era, still using tape recorders and, and things like that. So now when they have like things like COVID, you know they lock us down, or they isolate us, or they isolate certain individuals. But we do programs, we do communication on them. The time that we can communicate with our people, I know you have someone locked up that's about to call you. And I know you see how the phone goes, and the people telling you you only got a few minutes left, and things like that. So. So it's really strenuous for us to be able to communicate with our families and stay in tune and keep our families comfortable because they're suffering with us, helping us. So, you know, being out there, being free, not being able to communicate rightly with us to help us rehabilitate ourselves and be focused when we come home. I don't, you know, if you want to ask me anything else, you can ask me. I'm here, I'm listening. Uh, first of all, um, Big Brother, it's good to have you home. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. So um, what I like to really talk about and a question I have for you is you said you did 28 years. When did you come home after the 28 years? I came home on August, August 24, 2017. All right. So I'd like to just give me a little context on the difference between did prior to 2017 and the five years that you previous did, just give me kind of insight on the differences between that era and the differences between this era. All right, so now, you know, it's, it's complex because the difference is, is, is the difference goes on more than one level. So like, all right, let me start like this. When we walk into the door, the, 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 the prison guards was different back in, I came in the 1990s. You know, it was a lot of rape and stuff going on, extortion and you know, it wasn't really no bloods and prison wasn't really that type of game where people get support. You had to earn your support. You know, the majority of the people in the jails at that time were from Brooklyn and the Bronx. And, you know, other than that, you really had to hold yourself down and earn your way. It wasn't, I'm a part of anything and I can live because I'm a part of that. You really had to put work in, you really had to hold yourself down and keep your commissary, and keep your butt, and keep everything like that. So, you know, now, you know, going to progress sound like when you know cat banging and everything started coming about in like 93, 94, things like that. System changing, that's the system of the security dealing with the police and you know the intelligence forces and things like that start discriminating and picking people and saying that people were gang members and not making it hard, making your time to 
you and your family even harder. Scrutinizing his visits and things like that. So, you know, things went through a real different change with the, with the, with the security and the scrutiny and the punishment that people perceive as being classified as gang members when they're not. Just because you're black or just because you talk to somebody that is a gang member, they start saying that you was one and they start messing with you. So, we went through that stage. But as far as with the skill, the president was speaking that hasn't been changed. It, it was worse than that because it was blatant and it wasn't no cameras in these jails. So now mostly all of these cameras were the people were severe, like Attica, Clinton, Comstock, Katsaki, you know, places where they was killing inmates of fish scale. You know, it's starting to be cameras in the jail. So the brutality is being uh, a, a, a video recorded, even though it's still happening because they got blind spots. Now, in this era, the five years that I did now was a little more different because the security they made it easier. You know, there's no more rape. They got the freedom and things like that to make it more safer for inmates to be able to live. And they give you an opportunity. But they don't give you the information you need. They give you an opportunity to try to work to get yourself out and better yourself. You just have to take the information like bro, like spank, like I just said. Take the information at a time to try to better your situation. Other than that, prison is still what it is. They're not giving you the information that they give it to immigrants to be able to, you know, you see, like these immigrants come to our country right now. They give them all the information that they need to be able to have the benefits, to be able to create jobs and businesses, and be able to function in society. For, for people that was ex prisoners or prisoners, they don't get through this information. You gotta search for it. You gotta Google it. You gotta track it down. So they're not really trying to make us, you know, rehabilitate ourselves. You have to do it yourself. This is how I see prison now. And in this era, this five years, that when I went through prison, struggling to say I want to better myself, I want to make something of myself. I don't want to go back to prison no more. I need the information. I need the support. I need to find the support, the help, and the information that I need to. Be able to come out here in society right now and do better. And prison is not giving us that information or not allowing us to have access to it if we don't have the funds because they don't want us to better ourselves. They want us to come back. Okay, so one more question I have for you that I wanted to know is now with the package ban in place, yes, and sir. now you have in two forms of a bid, you had a bid for 217 where packages were allowed, and now just recently packages have been banned. Could you talk about the overall morale of the men that are inside that don't have the ability to get the packages from the other ones? I believe that this is this is uh Anthony J and Lucy's you know decision when he came with his think tank to say that they wanted to eliminate individuals for getting uh, packages allegedly because they believe that drugs could come into the jail through packages. However, even though they terminated the packages, they still running around in the jail talking about they have an even higher problem with drugs within the jail. So they know it's not the packages. And I believe that it's very detrimental that inmates continue to receive packages. That individuals have to communicate with their families and receive love from their families, especially on holidays like Christmas. To receive a package from my wife and husband that love me, my family, my family, that's something special. That's something I can lay in my cell, even though I'm miserable and lonely and feel depressed, like I don't have nobody. That's something that can bring brightness to my day, make me feel like I'm loved, like somebody.
why y'all get still care about me. I got something to live for. You know, without that, you know, people start feeling like, yo, they, they, they that nobody don't care for that. They really don't got nothing to live for. I'm struggling, like, and, and, and then ain't nobody trying to reach me for that package. When that package comes, that food items, whatever it is, the, the things that you like the most, when that comes and you get the chance to eat that and share it with other people around you, bless them. them to take that away under the pretenses that they, they're claiming, I believe that is irrational because they're still facing that problem without that, that without uh, uh, without giving us those packages. Definitely. And I just want you to give a brief one for me because we were talking about it earlier. What kind of community comes into place when you receive a package, especially around Thanksgiving or around the holidays? No, so, so, so you have to ask me that question again so I can probably answer. All right, so me, I did 20 years and I came home about 16 months ago. So yeah. I had a conversation when I was talking to the women of the wall on the talk show, on the radio show, excuse me. And we were talking about how the camaraderie you have when you're eating with someone and yeah. someone gets the turkey or someone gets the cranberry sauce or someone's job to buy the rice that doesn't get packages or yeah. someone buys the box. So speak to me about that type of community or camaraderie that comes with that. So now, as I was saying, as I was saying before that, when you get blessing and your, your deepest moments of loneliness or depression and feeling like nobody cares, you receive something a blessing for somebody that shows you the love, that you can still share that love with your brother. And show your brother that same love that's coming from the seed from your family. And like you said, to be able to, each individual be able to receive items and put it together, it creates, like you said, a level of community and sharing and bonding. No hate, no envy. We all be able to eat together and share as one person, as one people, Instead, when now when you don't balance that, you lose that camaraderie because now everybody is struggling to eat. Everybody's trying to get what they can get for themselves because nobody don't got nothing. Definitely, I I really appreciate the way you frame your response because it kind of further bolsters the conversation we had prior to you calling on the on the radio show. And what it does is it, it definitely. See, one thing's clear for you and I, I don't need that because I know how it is to be in the trenches. So my thing is when you're in the mud and all you have to do is rely on the neighbor to the left of you or on the neighbor to the right of you to understand that you need to have that sense of community, it just shows that what they're doing right now is trying to put more toxicity or more gasoline on an already toxic situation. Yes, because now like you said, when you got individuals divided, nobody don't know where their next meal coming from. Especially if you don't want to eat that that fake food that they give you with all that soy in it that's making you feminine or giving people cancer. If you're not trying to eat that type of stuff, you know that bomb, that community bomb that you're speaking about is a blessing. And when you take that away, like you said, it causes distinction and it causes adversity because now individuals they gotta live and they gotta eat. Anywhere they can. Wow. So um that just makes me it just makes me angry. So what can we actually do to help this package 
thing go back to normal. I mean, we've been writing emails. I know we've been writing emails and stuff. And but I mean, and they did a rally. I saw the rally. Um, yeah, I was on Zoom with the rally, but I'm just like, what can we really? I mean, they really have to understand like all of the things that you guys are sharing and saying. We on the outside don't understand it at all. Even though y'all sharing it with us, it makes me feel so horrible because now I know, like I got a little bit more understanding of what meal time is for y'all. Like my husband used to, he get on my nerve all the time. Oh, I need this. I need this. I'm like, boy, Wait a minute! I'm, I'm gonna get that. Yeah, and now we can understand now why. But, but the, to give it context, how 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 me and um all that all that or excuse me, I didn't want to call you government. All that how we're framing it is is that sometimes within your community circle, right? And we usually give a name to it over term of endearment. Yo, that's my Cody. A lot of times when you eat with someone, that's a very intimate relationship in prison. And it's not intimate to the point where it's anything funny. It's no, intimate to the point that you're going to ride for that particular person. Right. And that means that his integrity is your integrity. Okay. Your morals and principles is his morals and principles. Okay. Because I want that means that I'm actually saying about breaking bread or cutting onions or, or sauteing garlic with someone, then I'm saying that's a stand-up motherfucker. And that if you mess with him, that means that you get all the smoke that comes with me too. So a lot of times what happens is this is the older mentality of prisoners versus the newer mentality. Because honestly, the newer prisoner don't have to work for nothing. I remember when we had to work for green peppers in the mess hall, and there was a pecking order for that. There wasn't just some, you had to go through someone that worked in a culture kitchen, and then you had to go with somebody. Everybody on special diet or everybody that 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 culture didn't receive that. So my thing is nowadays I just realized that it's when you don't earn something, you don't realize how valuable it is, so it's gone. And somebody like him, he understands because of his prior that everybody that's currently incarcerated now. Like I've talked about before, we go under the box and yes. being able to use the phone oh, yes. or being able to use the phone or long term keep lock. You don't care whether you keep locked or not no more because you're going to talk to your loved ones. Yes. When you sit in a cell for 30 days and you can't do nothing but go to keep lock wreck and speak to no one unless it's snail mail, not this inmate tablet program, not this music, not these games, it makes being incarcerated a lot more difficult. It makes things a lot more difficult and you have to understand it. So to me, sometimes I feel you need, to, you need to realize that and make sure, because if you don't, like, like we were talking about earlier, that camaraderie or that bond, you lose. But that's not only that, you lose that bit of humanity that you have left. Okay. I, understand. I mean, I understood it anyway because we, we were buying the packages, but the way you guys are giving it to, maybe people will understand now it's more to it than just you guys receiving the nutrition. You are building relationships. You are keeping keeping your humanity part of what you guys are getting. And it's just, I don't even know what to say anymore because we're fighting so hard for you guys to just get the packages back. It's just, I don't know, because they just keep trying to say, 
The reason why they're doing this is because the um, contraband will stop going in. And that's so far from the truth. But everybody knows it's the officers waiting in the car. Yes, but why are they not saying it? Exactly. Well, we were here last week. We were here last week um, and all that. And we were talking about that just recently now on the, the like I said, in the post about three or four weeks ago, they just busted uh, a correctional officer from Saint, from Fishkill Correctional Facility that got caught by the NYPD buying 96 ounces of cocaine. Now I want to give it to context without saying, you know, I, I didn't, I wasn't locked up for stealing a purse. But my thing about 96 ounces of cocaine, he wasn't snorting at himself. So, so where was that going? That was it's going that. to the penitentiary. And who told him that? He didn't come up with this miraculous idea by himself. <laughs> you know where he got that from? He got that from the on-the-job training about this certified and provided by the Department of Corrections. But meanwhile, they'll take someone like myself or, or like all that and say, we're the monsters. We're the wolves that need to just survive and live off the land. And that we, right now, we're not ready for society, but we're around this all the time. I've been in all burn and there were correctional officers that forced me to cook venison because their wives don't know how to season me. I'm a different type of breed. I was from the all that. I started up in all burn and all one. Like my thing about it was is I didn't start this, this, this Mickey Mouse Club thing at, at Green Haven or at Sing Sing real early in the 2000s. You really had to by hook or crook get what you need. And live off the land. But now, all of a sudden, now, solitary confinement, you can use the phone. Now there's more data about people dealing with restorative justice and dealing with de-incarceration that solitary confinement is can mess with your mental. Where were all of them when I did them 90, 100 times <laughs> in the box? I couldn't use that sound more. Ain't that right, all that? I couldn't use that sound more from the box and all the time I did. <laughs> It wasn't ready. It wasn't ready. You were basically in See, what I told you. Wow. Well, can you can you explain to them when you say five years straight in the box? What does that mean? I mean, like you locked in a cell with a toilet and a sink, and you don't come out that cell for nothing unless you change up. Only time you get one hour change up in the regular and.
or not be beaten up by the police, or how to write grievances to protect yourself from being beaten up by the police because they're going to cover it up, and you know they're going to cover it up. So the things that come along with being in that place, like that's what that amount of time is for me. I don't think nobody will ever be able to understand it or explain it. I mean, it's bad now because they understand the psychological effect that it has on a young mom. When you come, when you come in the box and say you don't know what life is, you learning who you are. You don't even know who you are, and they put you in a place like that. You're surrounded by all different types of people that know all different types of games, psychologically, or physically, all different types of things, and you're picking this stuff up from these people. These people trying to play you. These people trying to get over all you, and you learning this stuff, and this stuff is affecting you and it's developing your character. So now. After you've been there for so long, you become who you are from being All of the things that you have learned, all the things that you adapt, some of them which you might like and some of them which you might not like, but it become a part of you. Your everyday habits, your everyday form of, of trying to survive. So, so all that, all that, I wanna, I wanna ask you something real quick, bro. So um, all that, I wanted to ask something that, and I want to relate it to, especially now that you're being out. So how did the tools or what you learned about yourself from being in solitary confinement and kind of those survival tactics, as well as surviving in 2017 and surviving these five years, how do you utilize some of those tools to interact now as you reintegrate yourself back into society the last two weeks? All right, so let me say this. I've been around a lot of people that became great. A lot of little young homies that turned gangbangers and became some of the greatest gangbangers in the world. And they all came back out and couldn't readjust to society and they in the feds for the rest of their life. So now, everything that we were speaking up with, you know, doing the, the travels in this box or in population, you know, I, 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 you know, I, I, I applied it, you know, trying to redefine myself. Try to seek the positive route because the negative route, the quick route ain't going to help. So, everything that I started learning, I started trying to apply it right there. You know, some people talking about, yo, I want to do this, I want to do that. So, I've always been the person that I, when I'm going to do something, I research, I learn about it. So, I invested all my time when I was in the box at five years. And I've been in the box 14 times. So, Damn. Stop. So I invested my time in doing this business. I invested my time in learning the law. So now I'm to the point that I can represent myself. Now I'm to the point that I sold as a non-profit corporation called the Center for Equal Justice. And we are here being like legal, legal advisors or legal assistants to individuals who get arrested. And you know when you get arrested, your lawyer don't give you nothing. He don't give you no paperwork. You just stand in there, get arrested, and he tells you to plead not guilty. And you know a lot of people that came up to prison. When I was learning this law stuff that I studied, so a lot of people that came to prison with life, natural life, life without parole, they, they came up there and didn't even have one piece of paper to their case. They didn't even know, they didn't even have a statement for the person that was approving them or committing a against them. I started working, I got a lot of people free. You know, I got the brother right now, his name Marcus King. I, I got him free on actual innocence. 
KP2 Rice, do you have any questions for um, all that? So when they do beat, when the police does beat the incarcerated individuals up, what if they take them somewhere behind the cameras? Then... I'm, I'm going to tell you like this. I've been beat up. Like, uh, can I do like about six times? Wow. Six times. Wow. And they investigated as well. I thank you for that information because I'm I'm fighting right now because I got my business banned for six months for popping my husband's and it's on it's on camera. Wait a minute, you said popping your husband for that? That's all I did. I'm just saying. Let me hear what you got to say. KP, you got any questions for him? He said, he was my I'm sorry, go ahead. My um, all that. Yes. Which she was answering your questions, God. No, so no, I answered. I believe I answered her question, but what she didn't she didn't any more information for me. Ask me again. I'm listening. Okay, so I I'll just ask you later. I'll let KP too. Yeah. Well, KP. Yeah, it's on camera. All right, so I would say to you that you can contact me, analyze my information, and I do know and all that other stuff. So okay, I'm great. Here to help you. Thank you. Okay, okay. cool. Yeah, KP to right. You got anything to ask this on um, this all that? No, I don't have a question, but I do appreciate him sharing about solidar solitary confinement and um solidary confinement and um basically clearing up some questions i had about it um i i, I don't understand how he survived five years of it uh, i can't imagine that make you a break <laughs>
you and you giving it to the public because you're doing a service right now that's a blessing. Yeah, we need to find somebody undercover to go up in there like they're incarcerated and See, they only do that. They only TV. do that when they want to bust the officer um, or inmates smuggling drugs. They, they do that when they want to bust the officer to bring the drugs to have a sex with an inmate. Community property. That's what he. That's what he said, basically. Basically. What in the world? <laughs> well, they should be required to take care of our community property. We shouldn't have to send meal packages and whatnot because they should be taking care of the community property. Okay. Okay. That's so true. So true. But, but they are taking care of the community property. No. no.
So I'm over there charging them with attempted murder because those <laughs> the POs, they be out here in the streets and then they go sleep with the uh, people that's incarcerated. And then now we got a whole situation. Uh-uh. No, I Say said that it should be a class action lawsuit for attempted murder because the CEOs, they living out here in the streets and who knows who they sleeping with and then they bringing it back to a wife. Like that's that's the oxymoron. You got somebody incarcerated for breaking the law and they are lawfully married. That don't go together. That's right. Yeah. Sex. Sex. I don't know. No, they need to go to the Okay. Oh, please. You got the Guinness Book of World Records. You cannot all this. No, obviously. Ayo, ayo, ayo. All that. I'm going to tell you this right now. This is a, this is a biased and shady group here. It's not. I'm not biased. I'm not biased. What I'm saying is, including the one on the Zoom screen, <laughs> what I'm saying is this, is that I worked on the vision floor for 10 years. So my thing is, is that I've seen a lot of bias that goes with when attractive women come to the vision room, they tend to be more harder on the attractive women. Yes. Okay, thank you for that. With, with that being said, with that being said, if you ain't never been harassed, then you don't need, you already know what it is. No, so my no. thing is, my thing is this. Now, now my thing is, is that usually what happens is too, like someone like Pandy who goes to see Spank, who belongs in the Guinness Book of World Records for the amount of business they not had in one fiscal year, 
So what happened? They just get tired of seeing you with all that. They're like, yo, you ain't got nowhere to go. You ain't got no job. So you're like, that's what's so different. I can't speak to you because I've never seen you on a visit as quickly as Penny. Either one of y'all. Uh huh. Yeah, and a dog pair of shades. Yeah, I heard that song. So, so what I say is this: is that the the women who run the visit room, they are emotional creatures themselves. And they have a lot of insecurities themselves, and their relationships aren't going well themselves. So what they do is they take it out in the work environment. And because you happen to be a part of the work environment, you're just collateral damage. Okay, wait a minute. Let me say this: all of the CEOs are not as bad. Like not all of them. Not all of them. Like um. No, no, no. Need the name drop. I'm no, not. I'm not. No, no, no. I'm not gonna name drop. Some of them are nasty. Some of them are not. Not, you know, and it's not fair to us because we're, we don't care nothing about that. I just want to come in, see my husband, and go on about my business. That's it. But when they come in and they start looking at you up and down, they sucking their teeth, they doing all this stuff, I'd be like, yo, dude, see me out, see me out off the top. I ain't like her. But you can't do that. You can't do that, and you can't do that either. Why? Because it's not an affection at all. And an affection at all. I told you. Y'all can't have it both ways to say for the men. The men got to have a clean disciplinary. The men got to fly straight. The men can't bust nobody up in the head when they have a bad day. They can't go to the box. They can't do none of this. And then all of a sudden now, you got into a back and forth rolling your eye match with someone who's having a bad day. And you feel your hand don't call for that, and then you're gonna start something that you're gonna fret the trail. No, I'm no. not saying no. that. That's your child. I said outside the prison. But it don't matter. It's still gonna affect oh, the child oh, interest. Oh, but we are child interest. Right? You already know nobody wants And I can name drop some of them wives names right now, but I won't. <laughs> 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 and I ain't saying it in a matter I'm just saying that. Yeah. Yeah. I know so. Yeah. Like Big Bird, we know Big yeah. Bird. If he has to win, he has like Big Bird. We know. But I'm just saying. But what I'm saying, the majority of the time, we try to be. We say good morning. Mm-hmm. We say good. We don't have to. We don't have to. But they look at us. They look at us like we done. You got to be standing on the line, and because you drank soda, tea, water, or you put a peppermint in your mouth, you already got contraband. Look what's up that's yes. the one that lies, yes. and they double check, check you for no reason, and I think that that's unfair. Okay. That's unfair because you can see, yeah, you can see everything. Because you look better than they do that to you because they tell some people want to rap you because some of the business about you. They do it because I'm cute. I already know. But my thing is, I'm okay with that. And I'm okay with that because in that particular environment and, and all that, and he can attest to it because that's like all of a sudden now you had a regular that was on a, on a housing unit and all of a sudden you get an OJT and the OJT wants to run certain things differently. 
and it kind of messes up the routine and it puts everybody in the bad mood. So my thing is, when karma assembly doesn't run right, when the regular karma assembly office is not there, everybody's in the bad mood because karma assembly's back up. Right, right, so right. hold on, hold on, hold on. So my thing is that you can't go ahead and, and, and pick and choose. Like one thing about me, there were all three types of officers I never made sure to get pissed off of me. The visiting room officer, the commissary, and the FRP. I could care less any other officer got upset with me. That's their feeling. They'll get over it. But those three particular officers, because of who I was, I had to deal with on a consistent basis. So rather than go ahead and make it upsetting, I go ahead and did it that way. That's a rule of thumb. I mean, so right. been over here, she feels like she want to pop on everybody. So my baby is cool. And you want to check my bra. And you want to be extra. Now, see, with me, they know one thing. I was disappointed. Listen, but if you know already, it. hold on, hold on. But you already did something to get his suit, so they're going to handle you differently anyway. I didn't do it. I was what you did, what you did was, is you got, she lost two weeks worth of pay over you. It don't matter. It don't matter. It don't matter because, because they're still in the back of their mind. Like, just like, look, all I can tell you, guys that do IOC, guys that write grievances, guys that are legal beagles in the law library, all officers and sergeants handle them differently. And there's a system of checks and balances. Those dudes will file lawsuits. They'll have you jammed up and you can't make your rent the next month. Those <laughs> type of guys, no UCC codes and all that, and really have you jammed up. So the same way that goes is the same way an officer would look at you if there was a little bit of smoke. Nah, I'm a duck guy because I remember what happened at the back of my mind. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> I mean, I mean... But that, wait, well, honestly, I don't know. It's not about being a troublemaker, Penny. What it's about is if someone gets into some type of snafu with you, whether right, wrong, and indifferent. Mm -hmm. In the back of the mind, they say somebody getting paid for two weeks messing with this lady, and I want my money. Okay. Okay. As soon as you have an attitude, they're going to treat you like that. Correct. You got to come, and you can't let them break you. That's it. You come through, whatever they but say, whatever they do. But you like now, now, like everything. Yeah, yeah, but now it's different now. now. Now you get your FRP. Now all of a sudden, you flowing different. You acting different. You smelling like money. Like it's different. You know what I'm saying? That's different. That's so But 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 the whole idea is, and this is what I'm saying to you, and I and, I, and I'm addressing you too when you talk about it, Sammy, is that you see how sometimes you said you don't have the attitude. Right. You come in and you do what you're supposed to do. Yes. All of a sudden they watch you and they see everything is on an up and up, and they made that deduction. You develop type of like this this character currency where they want scrutinize you as much. You won't have to sit all the way in the front. You don't have to sit all the way in the front. You'll always be in the back by the vending machine. Then all of a sudden you see now they speak. Uh, good morning, Miss Liggins. Yeah. Oh, good morning, Mr. Labaquette. How you doing? You all right? Then all of a sudden, remember, I worked at a children's center for 10 years. So I was a host of a different animal because my thing about it was I was down there every single weekend for 10 years straight. Yeah. So so I'm an outlier. Like you can't you can't use my situation because I work. That means I, I mean I play in Santa Claus now. When I got did that to you. Fight them, do whatever yeah. you gotta do. Whether they were lying or not, but they showed me that much respect to say. 
But, yes. but sometimes yes. you, you never realize how much respect you have until okay. something does happen. Right, right. And that's something that, that, yeah, exactly. That's something how all that could have moved to. Because sometimes, sometimes, and, and it's, 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 it's a shame to say this, but it's the truth. Officers respect wolves, lone wolves that do what they do and don't need nobody and don't hang out with crowds okay. and don't mess okay. with nobody. That's because what they do is yeah, they look at people like that like all that and like myself that have done so much time and move a certain way mm -hmm. and all of a sudden they like, hey, yo, you know what, man? I I'm going to let that go or I'm going to leave it alone right. because it's not that serious because he might be on a different type of time I don't even know about. Mm -hmm. That's why OJTs, which is on the job training, when you see these youngest coming, a lot of times I would have to sternly check that or whatever it was, X or Y, to make sure that you got the wrong one. And I'm sure all that could allude to it in a setting, a commissary, hospital, going to the yard, being escorted somewhere, that we know how to police ourselves, and I don't need someone extra to police me. Yes. And I feel sometimes... Let me cut that you up. I'm going to let you finish. I'm sorry. Sure, bro. What you said is so real and so true. What you said, you know how to move, and they have no other choice but to how you move and they not gonna bother you because the way you move. That's right. what I'm saying that like when they gotta come serious yeah. and if they bother somebody else and not let them go, it will still let you go because the way you move. Right. Right. There it goes for the same way as a white as a white person. Okay. I'll be there. I'll yeah. argue with them. I'm not just exactly. because you can't argue that time. Say the next time you came in it was borderline. That I, whatever you whether whether the cleavage was borderline, whether say exactly because what you did was is when they finally gave you the dub and they dubbed you, mm -hmm. you didn't go what? Right. Yo, you know who I am? Are you serious? Right. Like, you just you let her go. Go. <laughs> so I feel even though it may it may not be right and exact. What happens is it, when it's kind of like equating so when the officers respect the number. Like if someone's got a 98 number, yeah. there's a lot of respect in 2022 that comes with the number. Yeah. Somebody I'm like all that, somebody like all that that already did 28, and then they would see him come on the vision floor and he got five. They know he did 28 in the state already. Right. So they go and handle him differently, even to even to the state shop sergeant. That will have the interview with him going to any max. Mm. Yo, you know what? I'm gonna look this dude up and go to his back number. Mm. And then if the number's not the same and it wasn't a violation, he's gonna handle him differently because he knows he's not no new jack coming in with five. Right. He already got 28 under his belt and probably just got caught up. Mm -hmm. So someone like me that had 20 and I was already 10 years in one spot, you're gonna handle me differently because right. you know. I'm going to give you all the smoke you want if you come at me a certain way yeah. that I know my hand don't call for. So sometimes I feel like there's there's, there's etiquette and there's, there's rules and there's policy. And I feel sometimes people that don't understand it, like a lot of us get it, but all that won't understand that his family was coming. Mm -hmm. And I won't understand it versus someone that maybe ain't had a 2019 number okay. or someone that had a 2020 number right who really doesn't understand the terrain. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, like that's why it's good to have conversations like this yeah. because what happens is it provides context. Because mm -hmm. I feel sometimes like, well, all that is speaking about his narrative of being gone for two weeks 
and utilizing what he learned inside solitary confinement is a real big, uh, 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 it's kind of like a linchpin that goes to his reentry process because he knows about research. He knows not how to critically think. He knows that how he needs to understand that he has to think for others as well as think for himself. And that's why and you I, learn that. And that's why I asked him about the police because my argument was if you are going to ban me for six months because of the safety and the well being of my husband, but you beating everybody up all day, every day, what? That's so Well, well the, 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 <laughs> we, we get held to the, the standard, but they don't hold themselves to that standard. Right. So remember when it was blue and I remember when it was green and it's yellow now. Those rules or those system of checks and balances apply to us, but when we now write grievances and we do Article 78s and when we do 4040s and we want to make sure to hold them accountable, they don't hold themselves accountable to those standards of checks and balances. Not only that, and, it's and, not and, and eat them up. So, I mean, all that talked about it when he said that you have someone that's a little higher up than you go ahead and investigate an assault on staff or a weapons possession or assault on an inmate. Right. So you may cover up certain things to make sure your comrade or your coworker doesn't get in trouble. And then maybe later on in jest when you're in a bar somewhere having a drink, hey, yo, don't do that shit again. Mm -hmm. Because I had to go ahead and do a lot of paperwork to cover your tribe. So, so that's why, like... Not only that, it's not a directive. I read a directive all the time. So if I was told when I first come in about the rules and regulations, don't put your hands... Don't touch them, don't do this, that, and third. All I hear is keep your hands on top of the table. If I would have known that that little pop would have caused my business, I would have never did that. Yeah, but also, too, I, wanna, I give you context to this. There's nothing in the directive that says you have to have your hands on the table. It's not. They come but over they to you. What they do is they come over to you and state it. And this is and why, like right. all I said, my thing is that's where you have to hold them to, uh, to, hold them to their policy be, because. That's not policy. That's what they want to happen. Right. Huh? Yes. Yes, I feel it. I I have to wait up to forty five days to get a um, response. I smell a lawsuit. Yeah. All they keep saying is you assaulted him. You see it on him. I don't care. That's not what I did. I didn't get up and go. Yeah, but there's a difference between, and my thing is you have to understand, and I'm not saying we don't have to understand it. What I'm trying to say is they have to understand that it's just like inside for us. There's assault and fighting, and then they have something that people get caught up with called b ball tickets and something called horseplay. Mm -hmm. So my thing is a lot of times they have to be able to, yeah, horse playing would be like you're playing with your hands. And I don't like, I don't like playing with my hands. So my thing is, is that that's something that you need to be able to include or use your own words at them and say, you can be taking things out of context. And I feel sometimes docs is notorious. And I'm sure all that is, they can allude to that, that they're very, 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 very quick to take something out of context. I would have took, I would have took a six week punishment, like six months. That's a bit harsh. You shouldn't even keep that in a way. That yeah, that's kind of harsh. That that's for no reason. It's one or two, but that's something that you would make to Well, well, I'm gonna say yes and no. I'm gonna say yes and no. Like if a, if an FRP coordinator or, or wanted to get technical, they could. But I think after a little explanation, which you were speaking to, you, that it wouldn't be like that. But real soft though, it shouldn't even gone to that. It, you understand what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. my thing about it is, is that 
is that this, and, and, and I think I think all that spoke about it earlier, is that this new way to police corrections has gotten out of control because everything now is so literal where it wasn't literal when y'all were whipping our ass and taking us to Southport. Right. It wasn't that literal when I saw somebody hold shit in their mouth and shit somebody down in their mouth from the visible. Right. So my thing is that you that was commonplace when I was coming through and as well as all that. But then all of a sudden now, oh, oh, oh something happens is, I'm not going to say frivolous, but as minuscule as what happened with you. And people. all of a sudden they, they, they turn around and talk about all holy six months now. That's so true. I feel sometimes that the sing sing, I'm gonna remove the Department of Corrections because that would have happened in Comstock or Atlanta or Sing Sing sometimes can turn a little no, can turn a little overboard's beyond me. You can bring the same amount of time and we can bring it. They can blow things way out of proportion and then after all of a sudden just to prove a point. Because they, they can say whatever they want about violence, but nothing, nothing really crazy happens in Sing Sing compared to anywhere in the mountains. Okay. So I feel sometimes because that's a really a program-based spot and the majority of guys are on the downside trying to get home. So you might have certain guys coming in with island beef or things like that, but compared to Elmira or Clinton or Attica or Elmira or Comstock, the, the violence is, is way higher than it would be in Sing Sing. That's what I heard. That's you know what I'm saying? Well, that's yeah. a point you're saying too. Way higher. But what I was going to ask too, it depends, I'm not going to, it depends on I guess who the person is because in the beginning, when we started with the um, COVID coming in, they was looking at us, me and Corey, and the thing because we was throwing popcorn at each other, but we was just playing. Okay. And then they was like, but it was funny because they were looking at us and the actual COs was telling them they're not, they're playing. Right. They're playing. They're not. They're not swip, they're not swapping anything. They was like, oh no, she is not swapping anything. So when I came back on a visit, like six or seven of them was like, yo, y'all better stop throwing popcorn because y'all was looking at this film <laughs> thinking that the, it yeah. depends on who the person is. Then they should have came to the table and, and asked ask something. Well, they should have said something as I'm leaving the jail. Nobody come back here with kids just to tell me I can't see my husband now because of that's something that you could bring up because they were supposed to inform you either in writing verbally it was before you left. in transit but yeah. but as i left that jail they should I, they should have said and nobody was saying that because well it, it with me too when that when she tried to do that when i came out she was like oh don't come back because you ain't got your business I yeah like, i would have rather heard that and but it was that mine was a lie anyway but because I'm who I am, I was devastated, and I immediately started. Oh, yeah, because you broke your streak of, of the most of this company. You know what? Hey, come Hey, okay, Keith. She didn't want that 724-day of consecutive visits to stop, so she was destroyed. She owed me some money from the Guinness Book of World Records. I don't know why I get my money yet. But this is what I've been talking about. I said, I said, I didn't know, look, man. I ain't had no cheesecake factory in a long time. I'm going to draw. This is what it is. I'm just a deprived individual. I ain't mad at her at all. I'm on your side, Pammy. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course, you can call it anytime. Every time Sunday, we are on. KB2 is coming from us on ATL. Her dad has been like, you said how many years now? 
Now, 32 years. Wow. Her daddy's been away for 32 years, and she hopefully, I was hoping um, she's going to probably, you know, to give her information. Maybe you can help her try to help her dad, you know? Anybody, listen, anybody that you know that you deal with, you can, they can contact you, you can contact me with other information or paperwork that they got. Oh. You can get them to get a copy to you, and you can get it to me, and I'm definitely going to. Okay, you hear that, KP? We try to help you get your daddy out. It's possible. I mean, we, we, I mean, look at that smile. You see the smile? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. 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 Now, you know, I see it. I didn't see you smiling that much in about four shows. I mean, I see it like this. No, because I don't, I mean, we don't, I mean, we don't know. We trying our best. I mean, we praying and all this other stuff, but if you can help in any way, to say what articles to look up or to contact this congressman, assemblyman, or this directive to try to help him, you know, even get into a minimum where she can see her dad and, you know. Listen, I'm going to Atlanta. That's it. That's right. We're going to, we're going to protest right in front of the chair. That's, that's right. You go. That's right. You go and you go and get your daddy out. Rally. That's right. The thing that I need to do my job that to look into this.
But give me that information so he can get on it, so we can get your daddy home. I want everybody to come home. Everybody. But um, yes, and we always pray at 5 a.m. in the morning. You can download the free um the free conference call dot com app and the meeting ID is wow a W-O-W, the power of prayer. And you, you know, you'll be on with us and we pray every morning, 5 a.m. And um, we have somebody from Atlanta, we have somebody uh, from Florida, the apostle, um, Miss Kimberly Thomas, she's going with us every morning at Apostle. Um, we all started praying on another prayer line that I drew Angie, um, the um, L3 movement. But this, we are praying for God to release 100 men and women back into the world. And, um, you know, from being behind the wall, we want them back in the free world. And also, we are looking forward to, we're going to be live a little bit on uh, October the 18th, which is this Tuesday, with Mr. Anthony Blaze, the gentleman that was um, incarcerated for 40 some odd years. He's going to be released, and we are going to be there with him. And um, I don't know who's that. Yeah, I don't know. No, somebody told me that um, we're going to um, be there. To welcome him back into the free world. And on that note, guys, you guys, you got anything to say? Any last words? Have a great night. I had, I had, I had a cheesesteak cheese today from Philly. Oh, how was it? How was it? Oh, gonna, well, Mark recommended um, this spot. And then he said, all of a sudden, because it was a line for the one he recommended, uh, don't quote me or hold me to that one across the street. I ain't going to mention no names, but. um. It was I, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm going to leave the jury out to see if we can get here early to get on the next line. So, uh, yeah. I'm sorry, I have to work, okay? <laughs> oh, oh, I chased the bag, but I just don't chase it on something. Okay. I'm going to Well, the next time we see you guys uh, again here. We'll be it'll be coming into Thanksgiving because we're also gonna have a Thanksgiving celebration with Mr. Blanks because this is his first time out in 40 some odd years. We're gonna give him Thanksgiving celebration and Wilfredo is gonna show his cooking skills and give us a nice dish of something. <laughs> so we're gonna be here. Casey, you have anything before we go? Well, not at this time. Thank y'all. Can you tell us how to get your book and what your book is about? Okay. You could go to com and get all of my books. I'm actually, um, you're talking about the children's book, Love Beyond the Bars. It's about a child with the tenacity to keep on loving their father, even though he's behind bars. And it's um, written like a metaphor. So it's not just about parental incarceration. It could be any type of barriers, like divorce, um, anything. And um, that book is near and dear to my heart. Uh, I, every now and then I go on different blogs and I talk about it. It is $13.99 on Amazon, I believe, still. And yes, I'm excited because... Um, on this playwright journey, I was hoping to invite you um, the second week in December to Atlanta because I will actually be featured at this event called Authors All-Star as well. So that's my big project I'm working on, Beyond the Barriers. 
<laughs> yeah. All right, nice. Congratulations. Doing big things, girl. Doing big things. That's what's great. Right? What's right? Say, tell them again. She wanted the, the information. What's right? What is the information? Um, Love Beyond the Bars is on Amazon. Love Beyond the Bars. And if you put um Parker or Kalia Parker Prayer, it'll come up. Oh, Kalia, you know we love you, and thank you for being a part of the wall. Thank you. Um, Have information so I can get into this guy so we can see how we can help get your dad a little yes. bit closer to home. Yes, um, ma'am. All right. Any guys got anything to say? I'm looking forward to, okay, Tuesday, we're going to be real quick and live on the air when Mr. Franks is released. So I'm looking forward to that. And we are on our way back to Harlem, Brooklyn, Staten, no. I mean, Long Island, Bronx. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Good night, everyone. I want you to play that song for me. Thanks, <laughs> Corey. <laughs> Yes, 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 but I didn't make no play. Did you see that? I did so for myself. Oh, that's crazy. I like how you figured that out. Before we start. Mm -hmm.